Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, 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 man. Let's just, let's get, let's just start, dude. Let's just start. Run it back nation. What is good? Sixers, sickos. What is good? Absolute sicko behavior to be putting yourself through Sixers turmoil on Christmas Day. Supposed to be an enjoyable day. Supposed to be a very family, fun, friendly, wonderful day. And we chose to end our Christmas Day with a Sixers game. Not just a Sixers game. A Sixers game without Joel Embiid. And we still did it to ourselves. All the signs were there for us to not watch this game. And we still did it to ourselves because we are sickos. Everybody uh, in the chat, thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. 80 people in here. Give me 80 likes. Let's get down to business. The Sixers lose to the Miami Heat. 119 to 113. Sixers playing without Joel Embiid. Miami Heat playing without Jimmy Butler. Uh, I would still think that, you know, the Heat were 17 and 12 coming into this game. Uh, with the way that Tyrese Maxey's been playing this season, the way that some other players on the Sixers team has been playing this season, I still thought, even without Joel Embiid against the Heat without Jimmy Butler, the Sixers should win this game. I thought they should win this game. I did think that. Uh, it didn't go that way. It didn't go that way for lots of reasons. Uh, and they lost. The, the frustrating part is that the Sixers started this game out pretty hot. You know, Tobias Harris had nine points in the first couple of minutes of the game. There won't be too much Tobias slander in this game. He gave us 27, you know. Uh, I, after dropping 33 a couple games ago, I said the pressure's on for Tobias to continue to be a reliable scorer. And he gives you 27. He starts the game out nine points in the first couple of minutes. I thought, uh, you know, the main story is clearly that Tyrese Maxey was drunk. <laughs> That's the main story of the game is that Tyrese Maxey tried to play an NBA game drunk. That's what happened. I'm being facetious or I'm being, uh, being, uh, 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 sarcastic or, uh, whatever the fuck, whatever word is. I don't know. It's been a long day. It's Christmas day. Give me a break. Tyrese Maxey could not hit. The broadside of a barn in this game. He couldn't throw a beach ball into the ocean. He couldn't hit Lizzo with a tasty cake. Tyrese Maxey couldn't hit a prostitute in a brothel in this game. Tyrese Maxey couldn't score 
in a South Philly sports bar at 2 a.m. in this game. Tyrese Maxey, he, he did. There was nothing. There was nothing. There was just he, uh, you know, lit on the basket from the jump. Started the game, I think, 0 for 8. Uh, I thought in the beginning of the game, he was relying too much on the jump shot. He wasn't attacking the rim enough. And when your shot's not falling, you need to attack the rim to get it going, to try to get it going. I didn't think he did that enough in the first half. Uh, he 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 got to the rim then a couple times in the second half, uh, but could not get in the rhythm, could not get anything falling. I will say somewhere in the middle of the second quarter, you know, even even a broadcaster mentioned the fact that Tyrese Maxey wasn't getting foul calls, but we're not going to blame it on that. Tyrese Maxey just had a very, very, very cold shooting night. Um, and, you know, there was even one where he was wide open from three. He shot it. And his body language told me that he thought it was going in. And it barely nicked the front of the rim. And when you release a shot and you feel good about it, and it's not even close, you're just you're just way off that day, and you need to just uh, pack it up and, uh, you know, play again another day, right? Uh... I think Tyrese Maxey was hanging out with his uncles at some Christmas events this morning. You know, playing. Uh, he he was he was playing spades on, on, on Grandma's uh, dining room table with his uncles, and they were passing around. You know, a little bit of that. Uh, they were passing around a little bit of that laughing gas, maybe. Maybe they were passing around some of that spiked uh, eggnog. Maybe they were just passing around a bottle of Hennessy. I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, put two and two together. A really off balance, not in rhythm, uncharacteristic game at 8 o'clock at night on Christmas Day. Just saying. I don't actually think he was drunk. I mean, he could be. I don't know. I don't think he was drunk, but he he could have been, uh, you know. It's very possible that players were hanging out, drinking with their family. Hey, man, come on, bro. Just one. Just one, man. Just one. And like, no, nah, I got a game later. Ah, oh, it, it'll be fine. It's eight hours from now, bro. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey couldn't buy a bucket in the game. Uh, Kelly Oubre showed up. That was nice. You know, Kelly Oubre came out of his, his uh, slump a little bit. Uh, 25 points from Kelly Oubre. Uh, a lot of times when the Sixers' offense was struggling, Kelly Oubre was there to answer the call. I even witnessed a couple of possessions where Kelly Oubre should have had the ball in his hands and DeAnthony Melton was like, no, this is my time to shine and took a bad shot. Uh, DeAnthony Melton was 5 for 17. Maxie and Melton combined were 9 for 37 and were 3 for 17 from three-point range. When your backcourt goes three for 17 from three-point range, uh, the game is over. And that's basically all there is to it. I, uh, you know, Mo Bamba, I guess we'll shout out Mo Bamba. He had 18 off the bench. 
He got something going in the first half a little bit. Had a couple a couple of threes fell for him from the top of the key. Uh, got a couple under the rim, little reverse layups and things like that. The thing the, the the thing is, the Sixers with how bad they shot in this game, combined with how horrendous their defense was for most of it, they really should have lost by about thirty seven points. Uh. So the Miami Heat only winning this game by six points means that they are indeed frauds. Um, the Sixers were up 10 early. Then the Miami Heat went on a 24-2 run, I feel like, or a 23-4 run, something crazy in the second quarter or the end of the first, the end of the second. Uh, then the Sixers actually, in the second half, go on a crazy run. We were down by, I think, more than 20. And we went on our own 21-2 to two run or something like that to get back in and to make it a game. The fact that Miami even let us back in this game is fraudulent behavior, to be honest with you. Uh, Kelly Oubre had a lot to do with that. Mo Bamba had a lot to do with that. Uh, and then we, we really did have chances to put it away, or we really did have chances to, to take the game into our own hands towards the end, and we just collapsed and collapsed and collapsed. One of the series of events that that that, that uh, sticks out to me is we're down by four with, what, three minutes left. Kelly Oubre's at the free throw line. Kelly Oubre misses both free throws. On the other end... Tobias Harris gives up an offensive rebound tip-in to Bam Adebayo, which Tobias Harris said there's not going to be a lot of slander. His uh, his defending the rim and boxing out on the offensive glass is still completely putrid. And when you really watch it, borderline embarrassing. Uh, it's Bam Adebayo, I get that, but T T Tobias Harris gets his ass kicked on the glass like it's his goddamn day job, dude. He is so bad at, at keeping people off the offensive glass. It's crazy. But anyway, Ubre misses two free throws. Tobias gives up an offensive tip into Bam Adebayo. And on the other end, Tobias Harris then puts up a heavily contested mid-range shot that barely touches the rim. And that was it. That was our, our down four. Kelly Ubre on the free throw line. You have a chance to cut it to two. Instead, it turns into a nine-point lead again because of that sequence of events. And then I'm pretty sure uh, Duncan Robinson got another wide open three, uh, the play after that. So that's the sequence that really put the nail in the coffin, but we shouldn't have been in the game in the first place. We left Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero wide open way too many times in this game. Um, and the other story of the game, of course, is Jaime Jaquez. Junior having a career night against the Philadelphia 76ers. That's right. Last year and the year before, it was Gabe Vincent, uh, Max Struess. So many players, I'll say underrated or whatever you want to call it. So many guys that don't have a name yet in the NBA somehow, some way, play for the Miami Heat and have career highs 
against the Philadelphia 76ers. And Jaime Jaquez Jr., 31-10. and 10. And the best stat that Jaime Jaquez Jr. had was that he had five offensive rebounds in the game, and the Philadelphia 76ers had five offensive rebounds in the game. That's right. Jaime Jaquez Jr., matched the offensive rebound total of the entire Philadelphia 76ers team in this game. That is just unacceptable. For the Sixers to give up five offensive rebounds to Jaime Jaquez Jr. in the playback stream, I, I coined him, Hi, may I have this rebound. I get it. Maxi wasn't hitting any shots. You were struggling in certain areas, but... When it comes down to things like that, that's where it's just effort. That's where it's just locking in, focusing on the details, playing the game from the inside out, the very basics of the basics, playing defense and boxing out and rebounding. And they sucked at defense. They sucked at boxing out and rebounding, which, by the way, shout out to Mo Bamba for the 18 points. He also cannot guard the rim whatsoever. Him and Tobias Harris are two of the main reasons that Jaime Jaquez Jr. had five offensive rebounds. These dudes can't box out, bro. They can't. They can't box out. They can't. Marcus Morris Sr. can't play defense in the paint either. Really, the combination of Bamba, Morris Sr., and Tobias Harris on the floor in the paint is just an invitation for wide-open layups and uh, offensive rebounds. So, you know, have at it. Uh, there was definitely some just unacceptable wide open layups. Tyler Hero, uh, bro, why are you making so much noise? My dog is on the staircase. Jackson, is that you? What are you doing? Why are you sitting on the staircase? Because there's a flying stink bug. Where? Will you please go downstairs? Thank you. Bro, go downstairs. Anyway. Uh, I think I got everything out that I needed to get out anyway. Um, shout out to my eight-year-old who's supposed to be sleeping right now, who is on the stairs because there's a flying stink bug downstairs. <laughs> Maxie was a flying stink bug tonight. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say, man. Let, let, let's, uh, I'll let you guys take it away, man. It's Christmas day. Uh, the game sucked. I don't really want to talk about it that much more. I'll let you guys take it away, man, and then I'll get out of here. You know what I mean? Thanks for everyone that's everyone that's here on Christmas Day. Thanks for being here. Carolina Villiers. We got the best rookie this year. Wemby who? Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you also. Uh, yeah. You got the best rookie this year? Jaime Jaquez. I would have liked to see Lofton in the game today. Yeah, that I told you guys that wasn't going to happen, bro. Look at look at the video I put up earlier. Now, what made you guys think that Nick Nurse 
who, for some reason, by the way, won't play Jaden Springer anymore. What made you think Nick Nurse was going to play a player that just signed a two-way contract yesterday? <laughs> no matter what you think of Kenny Lofton Jr., it just wasn't going to happen. Do you, do you know how depleted your roster would have to be for you to play a two-way guy that just signed a contract yesterday? And we are depleted right now, playing without... uh. Embiid and Batum, honestly, Embiid and Batum are two of the key components to this team when we're playing at our best. Uh, yeah, there's no way Kenny Lofton was going to play in this game. That's 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 insane to think that that was going to happen. I Would he really have brought anything anyway? The question is, can Kenny Lofton box out and play defense in the NBA? Probably not. Probably not. I think he has an offensive skill set, but... Our biggest problem outside of the fact that Maxi, you know, couldn't throw a beach ball in the ocean was that uh, we, we couldn't defend and we couldn't box out. I don't know what's up with Springer. I don't know. The thing about Jaden Springer is Nurse was playing him in the beginning of the season. And he had a couple of really good games and he looked like he was coming around offensively, right? And we had the, the games where he was like, he blocked Jason Tatum at the rim like... He looked unleashed as a defender. He looked like he was getting a little bit of an offensive game. Nurse was playing him. We were out here saying Nick Nurse unlocked Jaden Springer. And then he gets the illness and he misses like a week or two. And now Nick Nurse won't play him at all. I don't understand what happened. Because we were literally celebrating the fact that Nick Nurse unlocked Jaden Springer. And now he won't play him. I don't know what happened there. Also, Robert Covington, I thought he was listed on the injury report. I looked at it. He wasn't listed on the injury report. Why does Robert Covington randomly get DNP'd? Like, what are we doing here? Peter, as far as open labs goes, they really didn't have a chance or a choice because Covington didn't play and neither did Batum. Why didn't Covington play? That's what I want to know. I'm not saying the game matters in the grand scheme of things at all. Connor Murphy, thank you for the super chat, my guy. $10 super chat says, Merry Christmas, dude. Beer on me. Merry Christmas to your brother, and thank you for supporting the channel. Thank you for being here uh, after this Sixers game that nobody really should have watched, and nobody should actually be in this post-game live show. But thank you guys for being here. Thank you for letting me get my thoughts out. I don't understand how, how Robert Covington randomly gets DNP'd in a game like this. You, you see that you're struggling defensively. You know, uh, Morris Sr. can't defend. I say this every post game. He can't defend. You, you gotta... I don't understand. I don't understand that 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 Robert Covington gets DNP'd in this game. That's that's crazy to me. Um, what else is on the stat sheet, man? Tobias gave you 27. Paul Reed, 4. Paul Reed was uh, pretty much absolutely horrendous in this game. Uh, defensively, he had four fouls in the first quarter. Let me say that again. Because <laughs> the one game where Nurse started Morris Sr. at center, we were like, why the hell is he starting Marcus Morris Sr. at center and not Paul Reed? This is exactly why. Paul Reed had four fouls in the first 
quarter. You can't have four fouls in the first quarter. So there you have it. And then but and then uh Bamba came in and you know showed a little spark of something offensively, but he can't guard the rim either. Uh the the at the end of the day, the Sixers are not winning without Joel Embiid. It shouldn't be something that we just figured out. It shouldn't be a shock to everyone. It shouldn't be a a thing that we now know. We already knew that. The Sixers are not winning without Joel Embiid. Their entire system is built around Joel Embiid. Even Tyrese Maxey, as much as he has advanced as a player, every year he advances, but he's consistently learning his advancements while playing with Joel Embiid. Everything feeds off of Joel. You're not winning without Joel. Like I was saying in the playback stream, it would be nice if you could steal one or two without Joel. You should probably be able to beat the Miami Heat without Jimmy Butler, without Joel. But it doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things because if you don't have Joel, you're not winning anything anyway. You know what I'm saying? How far are the Denver Nuggets going without Nikola Jokic? First round exit? Right. Sixers without Joel Embiid, first round exit. It just is what it is. So really, when you play without Joel Embiid, does it really matter? Because if you don't win with him, I just, without him, you're losing anyway. They're not winning without Joel. They're 0 for 0 and 5, I think, without him in the, in the in the regular season. It'd be nice to steal a game or two, but again, you're not winning a playoff series without Joel. So you know who really even cares that much? At the end of the day, you need Joel and B to be healthy to have a shot at anything, and that's not going to change. They're not the deepest team in the world. They have a lot of nice pieces that fit nicely around Joel and B. They're not as deep as the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics can play without Tatum and they can get a huge game from Derek White and uh, you know Peyton Pritchard come off the bench and have a random 25 and like, you know, they're deeper. The Sixers are, they're deeper than they've been the past couple years, but they're still not deep enough to, to for anybody to be scared of them without Joel Embiid on the floor. So you're not winning without Joel. I don't necessarily understand the KJ Martin uh, minutes and lack of Jaden Springer minutes. I that's how in the beginning of this season did did Jaden Springer get all these minutes and we were like, when's he gonna try out KJ Martin? And now he's going with you know Martin and Daniel House Jr. over over Springer and Covington. I think that's like that's like really. And I'm not saying. Here's the thing, too. Maybe Nick Nurse is experimenting in games that he knows it doesn't matter if you win or lose anyway. We're playing on Christmas Day without Joel Embiid. All right, here's a game where I'm going to experiment a little bit because who really gives a fuck if we win or lose anyway? We're playing without Joel. Nobody should actually care that much. So I'm going to use it as an experiment game, and I'm going to give KJ Martin some the minutes off the bench, and I'm going to give, you know... uh. Daniel House Jr. more minutes off the bench. I don't know. That's the only thing I can come up with. Because why the hell else would you go with KJ Martin and Daniel House Jr. versus Springer and Covington in a game where you struggle defensively? That's all I can come up with. Maybe he's experimenting. 
is what people told me when he played Marcus Morris Sr. at, at, at center against the Pelicans. I was like, well, that's a, that's a loss right when the game starts. But that was a game without Joel Embiid, and he might have said, we're going to experiment in this game and see what happens. That might be the answer to that. Uh, the Anthony Melton really pisses me off. He, and Romp says this a lot, but the Anthony Melton is a a nice combo guard off the bench. The Anthony Melton a lot of times thinks that he is some kind of star. Some of the shots that he takes is just infuriating. Infuri- infuriating. Infuriating. It's been a long day. I already mentioned the one before, but I'll mention it again. You know, instead of swinging it to Ubre, who had a game going, he chucked a contested three from the top of the key. That type of stuff pisses me off about the Anthony Melton. I don't know who you think you are. You're you're just the Anthony Melton. Maxi was deferring a lot once his shot wasn't falling, and 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 sometimes Maxi was handing the ball off to Melton so Melton could run a ball screen. And, and try to force his way in the lane and throw up a horrible contested layup. And you know he can't make a layup anyway. And I was just like, if is DeAnthony Melton our offensive game plan? You, If DeAnthony Melton is running the offense, then just the game's over. What are we doing here? He shouldn't even really be starting. But now we got Maxie handing him the ball so he can run the offense? What's going on? Why is circle back to the beginning of the stream? Maxi was drinking with his uncles at a Christmas party and he played this game drunk. That's the only explanation I have. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for being here. A couple more uh couple more chats. A couple more chats and I'm out of here. Thanks for joining me. Nick Nurse stopped coaching the team, I'm telling you. Uh what's with D House too? I love the heart, but he does some funky stuff. He bro, he's He's always been like that. He's just a wild card. You never know what you're going to get, which is why you can't play him too much. Again, it's the backup quarterback scenario. He's the, it's the Gardner Minshew effect. You know? Can't play Daniel House too many minutes. He's going to remind you why he shouldn't be out there. Uh, Reed should have been in more the second half, even with the foul trouble. I don't know, man. Like, Paul Reed and Mo Bamba... I think the one of our biggest problems is still the backup center position. Um, specifically, paint defense. Without Joel Embiid guarding the rim, n- it, nobody else can do it. Nobody else on the roster can guard the rim. We don't have that backup center that can guard the rim. There's nobody on this team that can defend the paint. Not named Joel Embiid. Uh, what else we got? Covington must have DMP because of injury, although he was upgraded to available today. Knee. Okay, that, that makes more sense. I didn't see him on the injury report. Uh, he was upgraded to available, but then he didn't play. I, I don't know. Why, I don't know. Um, Maxie's not a star yet. A little bit of an overreaction to a bad shooting game. Play by play with JJ. What's good, man? Love the sunglasses. Thank you. It's been a long day. Um, 
my eyes look crazy on camera sometimes when I'm tired. So I put on the shades. Instead of having people tell me I look like I smoked a bowl or whatever else they were going to say, I just put on sunglasses. Joke's on you, fuckers. All right, listen. That's all I got. Sixers lose. Uh, thanks for joining me. Subscribe to the channel if you're brand new. Like the stream, please. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, this game doesn't really matter at all. You're not winning without Joel anyway. Tyrese Maxey's not going to go two for 10,000 again. Um, and if backup center is still a problem after all these years, doesn't that fall on Morey or is criticism only reserved for Doc and Elton? Bro, I've ripped Daryl Morey to shreds more times than you can probably count on five hands. The signings this offseason were some of the most bizarre signings I've ever seen. Uh, if he didn't sign Kelly Oubre at the last second, he would have had the worst offseason I've ever seen a GM have. I don't know how you get a backup center. Uh, but, you know, Doc Rivers did refuse to give Charles Bassey a shot, and then they released him, so I can still blame it on Doc Rivers, actually. Anyway, you guys are the best, man. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody.